Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's Phil, too. Guys, another wonderful week in the, NFL, in the NFL and the NBA and just sports in general. Um, as usual, I mean, there's a couple of big things we got to talk about. Phil might vent here for a couple minutes as well. Um, but before we get there, we got a couple of interesting things here for you. Phil, start us off here. Okay, so I found kind of a crazy stat about Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, Troy Aikman is like Hall of Famer, right? Yep. One of the most famous quarterbacks ever. Patrick Mahomes could throw 15 touchdowns the rest of his career and still finish with more career touchdown passes than Troy Aikman. Mahomes has played 102 fewer games than Troy Aikman. I mean, I'm not surprised. At the end of the day, though, you also got to realize it's two different. I mean, Troy Aikman was also playing with Emmett Smith, mm-hmm. the best, one of the best rushers all time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but still, that's kind of crazy. He's been a starter for what four years? Yeah. Yeah. Even if Mahomes had, like, I mean, Mahomes hasn't had garbage running backs, though. Kareem Hunt, when he was first there, was a beast. Clyde Edwards, Edwards Elair is not bad at all. Granted, you can't compare them to Emmett Smith. Yeah, you can't compare them to Emmett Smith. But it's not like he's had no running back to work with if he's had yeah. to do it. So, man, if he. <laughs> that's crazy. 102 fewer games, and he's only 15 touchdowns behind him. It's crazy, dude. That's absolutely crazy. He's going to crush that this year. Oh, 100%. Well, uh, no, I mean, he, they he, just got rid of Tyreek. As long he's as gonna throw, still there. He's yeah. going to throw 15 to almost <laughs> yeah. Kelsey alone this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely going to be – I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting. And I have another thing. It's, uh, Let's hear it. So this is what the quarterback situation has looked like. Looked like well, actually, I'll get there when we go to – when we start talking. Yeah, when we get there. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah let yeah, me yeah. give you an insane stat here as well. So, obviously, you know, football, very expensive sport. These players got to get paid, right? I guess. <laughs> what team do you think is spending the most money on their offense this season, this upcoming season? Which team is dropping the most on their offense? You know I'm actually going to guess Jacksonville. It's not Jacksonville. Hmm. I'll give you two more guesses, and I still don't think you'll get it. Is the Browns nope. one of them? Even after that freaking huge... No, because that one doesn't take effect this season. That's true. It's, it's Deshaun's fifth year, so it's not that, that'll take effect next season. Oh, gosh. It doesn't even take effect next season. Um, the Browns are number nine, though. I will tell you that. Uh, oh, gosh. The Gi- I'm, I'm just trying to throw some out there. The Giants? No. Giants are not it either. It is the Detroit Lions. I would not have guessed that. It, that's what I'm saying. I would not have guessed. I was, Detroit, I was on the right mindset of thinking just a trash oh, team. but Detroit dang. comes out as number one in the league. They are going to be dropping $123 million on their offense this season. Uh, who? Well, let's start with Jared Goff. He's over $30 million by himself. That's true. Not to mention you have given that. extensions to Taylor Decker, your left tackle, mm. your center, and Frank Ragnow. Not to mention you got a bamboozle of freaking first-round picks in there. T.J. Hawkinson, Panay Sewell. You just got Jamison Williams. DeAndre Swift is a second-round pick, but still. That's but, yeah, combined, they are – so the top ten are Detroit at number one at $123 million. Dallas is number two at $122 million. Oh, yeah. I could have thought of that. Washington is tied at number two what? with $122 million. Don't forget, they have that, that Carson Wentz contract. <laughs> Not to mention Terry McLaurin just signed his massive it's extension. True. Along with that Carson Wentz. Number four, minutes. Tennessee at $121 million, even after they moved off A.J. Brown. 
That's interesting. They are tied with Arizona at 121 mil. Kansas City is number five or six. Oh, yeah, because Patty Mahomes. Because of Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. This one's a surprise, actually. I did not expect to see these guys in the top 10. The Patriots. Oh. 115 mil. Although, uh, Bill Belichick kind of went on a crazy uh, spending spree after Tom Brady. Not really offensively, though. It's mainly defensively he went on. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. But, I mean. Baltimore is number eight. And, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be getting that even higher eventually. Mm-hmm. Number nine is Cleveland. Number 10 is San Fran. Oh, cool. And then just for fun, the bottom five teams. Number 32, the team spending the least on their offense this next year is Chicago. They should be probably spending the most. They are dropping a whopping $62 million on their offense. They honestly should be. That is almost half of what Detroit is spending. Yeah, that's almost half. Almost. Pittsburgh is only at 63 mil. Oh, yeah, but that's kind of shocking. Atlanta's at 74. Seattle's at 82 million, and Houston's at 89 million. Yeah. No. Oh, it's in the other. So, yeah, just kind of a couple crazy stats there for you. So, for all you Lions fans, your team is trying, apparently, because they're throwing throwing money out there like they're the Jaguars. They're uh, not knowing how to spend their money is what that tells me. That's what that's telling me is they are very bad at money management. Well, you can't blame them for trying. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of can, too. Fair. (laughs) Because... That with that much money, they're spending less money than on any of the teams that made the Super Bowl that in recent years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tampa Bay wasn't even in the top ten. No, they weren't. But you got Cincinnati gotta, wasn't in the top ten. Kind of surprised L.A. isn't the Rams. Yeah, the Rams weren't either. So I mean, yeah, I just think you're they're bad at money managing. <laughs> so that true, like but that, that also means they're not dropping anything in their defense. Probably <laughs> that poor defense. Although you did say offense, that's what I'm saying. Like this is all purely offensive yeah. spending. But even then, you would not think the Detroit Lions are the number one offensive spending team this season. Uh, and that's I think a bit, like you were saying, a big part of that is Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. What a what a awesome trade that was for one team speaking about trades oh yeah baker so. mayfield is officially no longer a cleveland brown as the former number one overall pick has been traded to carolina the carolina panthers i'm i don't care how this trade turns out for anyone i think this is a win situation for baker i think it's the i mean and the panthers and the Panthers, but the biggest they win did, of this They only is, gave up like a fourth, wasn't it? Or was it a fifth? So it's a fifth potentially turning into a fourth if Baker plays at that's least right. 70% of this. Potentially fourth, yeah. that's right. But like, okay, so, <laughs> I mean, and then Robbie Anderson. Robbie he made Robbie. comments on when they were first kind of exploring the trade options. Um, he commented on a couple of posts saying he basically he didn't want Baker as a quarterback. Then they questioned him about those comments that he made, and he's like, stop trying to paint a narrative. Okay, buddy. That's This is probably the one situation where that won't work. <laughs> yeah, like, even though you did not explicitly state it, it was pretty clear what you were trying to say here. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he was trying to – and then he tried to give the excuse if he was trying to defend his current quarterback. Bro, you just need to shut up. <laughs> like – I don't know who would want to defend that QB. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, that makes you look bad for wanting to 
to defend one of the worst quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh, man. And so this is what the kind of path or route the uh, Panthers have taken and their quarterback situation has been since. So since they cut Cam, they signed Teddy, traded for Sam, traded away Teddy, then they signed Cam back, drafted Coral, or Coral, however you want to Corral. say it. Corral. Then they trade for Baker. That's starting to look like the Denver Broncos after that's, Manny that's retired. looking like a scramble if I've ever seen one for yeah. the quarterback position. Granted, out of all of those, besides when they first cut Cam, because Cam was, you know, he was hurt with his shoulder. It was kind of like a struggle. Like, he just wasn't there, you know. But prime Cam was freaking awesome, right? Oh, 100%. Still wasn't the best thrower, but he wasn't really meant for that. It's like, it's like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson can throw sometimes, right? But, like, that's not what you're going to get hyped or when you're game planning for somebody. You're not going to game plan for Lamar like you would Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? Or even Aaron Rodgers, something like that. Like, they got RNA. They, they're just not that accurate. I think Lamar is, like, the same intensity, but just in a way different way, right? Yeah. Baker is by far, I think, and I'm a Baker Mayfield pers- like person who could care less about Baker Mayfield, honestly. Yeah. This is the best quarterback they've had in a while. Yes. 1,000% agree on that one. Robbie Anderson, this is great for him. As much crap as he talked about it and denies, even though it's like, bro, it was on the internet. You can't get away with it. It's there. Whatever. Oh, own it. Live it up. Or live it Make, off. Live it up. Own it. Get over it. Get Move on. It. Um, and then, yeah, this is by far the best that the Panthers have seen in a hot minute. So. 100%. And it's not the first time Baker's had a problem with one of his wide receivers anyways. Yeah. Not looking at you, OBJ. Um. <laughs> Did you get anything for your birthday? My grandma sent me something. Yeah, my grandma's very impartial with all this right now, but did you get anything? Oh, did you get did we get anything else? No. Something from Legoland, but <gasps> we got something from Legoland? Dibs. Wait, <laughs> can we look at it? <laughs> oh man. Anyways, hopping over to NBA free agency, my man. I almost forgot about my boy DT. Um, Just a moment of time. Poor guy, dude. What was it? I think he had stage two CTE. Mm -hmm. Mm. And honestly, I think a lot more NFL players are dealing with. I mean, it's a contact sport, but even then, it's still it's still tough. Not to like compare him to Aaron Hernandez because that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. But that's what Aaron Hernandez had too. And it was on a long, a further progression. Mm-hmm. It's just something that nobody talks about, which is really surprising. It sucks, talking yeah. about how much they get hit in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just get hit in general, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. even I mean, he's a pretty, he was a pretty big wide receiver, but just some of the guys that hit him, oh, yeah, actually, like an Aaron missile, like an I Aaron forgot. Donald missile. But I, I, I was gonna do this, and I forgot to look it up. Um, really quick, not my calculator. Um, I was going to look up kind of a, just a rundown of what CTE is mm-hmm. because I don't think a lot of people will understand it because it's pretty serious. Yeah. It is a brain disease. 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> um, why? I don't know. Because I ruined your grandma's family. I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay, so okay, so going over CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I think that's how you pronounce it. Encephalopathy. Enco- encephalopathy. Yeah, 
It's a progressive brain condition that's thought to be caused by repeated blows to the head and repeated episodes of concussion. So, like, the more times you get concussion, the more likely you are to have CTE. Yeah. It's partially associated with contact sports, you know, obviously football. Football, yeah. Boxing is another one that could be there. Just MMA, probably. MMA, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more than football players, yeah. honestly, depending on how much you fight. Um, but it's, it's, uh, there's four stages, I believe, to CTE, I think. Stage one, yeah, so looking at it. Stage one, the first stage is most commonly marked by headaches and loss of attention and concentration. Stage two is like depression, mood swings, headache, and short-term memory loss. Top of the list, most frequently experienced symptoms in stage two. And then stage three and stage four aren't even really talked about very much because it's, when you get to that point, you're, you know, you're kind of gone, yeah. like mentally, if not already physically gone. Um so, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting because it's not something that's talked about a lot. And with football and sports in the world, I feel like it should be something that's more addressed, which is not. And there's no current cure or treatment for it either. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's why it's not really talked about because they just don't know what to do about it right now. Um, obviously, there is research being done, but, like, nobody really knows what to do. You kind of just hope you catch it earlier so you can maybe be treated with some mental, like... I, I imagine they treat it the same way they would treat certain mental illnesses. Like, yeah. I don't know, depending on how, like, because there's mood swings, maybe bipolar, same kind of way you treat someone bipolar. I don't know. I mean, because Aaron Hernandez, obviously, we saw he went crazy. Yeah, that sucks, dude. And it looks like it might have caused some seizures with Demarius Thomas. You know, it literally looks like it literally killed Demarius Thomas. Yeah. You know? So it's rough. It's rough. I just wanted to research that because. It's just not talked about. Like, you just don't see it talked about anywhere. So, oh, anyways, you know, he was a great guy. It was like that one playoff game, first play in overtime, that was cross from or slant from Tim Tebow, freaking mm-hmm. to beat the, the Steelers. One of the most memorable plays. My, my boy DT. Dang. I know. Mm-hmm. He's such a good dude, too. He was a like, great guy. On the field. Just a good person in general, yeah. Yeah. Well, not to, like, make an awkward shift or pivot but let's turn to something you know more crazy because the nba went nuts well let me let me talk to you about the most depressing part of free agency already i'm just gonna get this one out of the way (laughs) just gonna get it over with if you are a nuggets fan look away why in the heck did we sign deandre jordan that man should retire get him out of the nba why is deandre jordan because didn't no that was demarcus aldridge he was the one who said lamarcus yeah lamarcus aldridge yeah why, why if anybody still... watched DeAndre Jordan play last season? Bro, he had some very oh my It's like worse than bad. It's so he just <sighs> like there was a play where he went to I think he went to pass it or he went to shoot it and it went like six or seven, eight, ten, twelve rows up into the yeah. stands. And it wasn't even like on, on target. No, it was it's... like way to the side, so it's like, was he shooting? Was he passing? Like Get that man out of the NBA. What are you doing, Calvin Booth, like, GM of the Nuggets? Yeah, I was going to say, why are people still paying this man to play? Oh, my goodness. I don't, it's I, like namesake, maybe, because he used to be 100% would have taken Boogie Cousins over DeAndre Jordan, Oh, who oh, we yeah. had. Boogie Cousins had some great games last, last, yeah. this last what year. What are we doing, Tiny Diaz? It's fine. It's fine. We'll it's get over great, it. Boogie, Boogie Cousins is a great backup to yeah. Jokic. Great backup for Jokic. So, anyways. I'm upset about that DeAndre Jordan move, but it's... I wouldn't say that's the most depressing move in the freaking... <laughs> As a Nuggets fan, it is. I guess. I mean, it's, well, they might not even play him. That's even worse. <laughs> Why pay this man millions? Do that to me. <laughs> I'll even stay out of your way completely. Uh, John Wall? 
I will take forty million <laughs> gladly. I'm just saying, there's players who get money without having to do crap. Uh, ben Simmons. <laughs> just saying, that's not the worst thing you could see here. The difference with Ben Simmons is that he should still be able to play, and he just be clowning. Oh yeah, no, remember he has back issues. He's got issues with a lot of things, whether he wants to admit it or not. No, it's called he has no spine. He doesn't want to play in front of the freaking fans. He doesn't, That's even, what I he mean doesn't by... want to dunk on Trey Hunk. Well, yeah, I mean, he says he has back problems. The only back problem I see is he has no spine. He doesn't yeah. want to play against Philly fans. Oh, my gosh. Clown. Dude. You know how much hype he gets for would get for playing? Like, honestly, as much as it would suck for him. Mm. But you know how much hype and how much... M- like, I would watch that game. A hundred percent, dude. Like, I would be like, I gotta see this. Like, I gotta see how bad he, he plays. Honestly, if I'm Ben Simmons, I ride the hype train of being one of the most hated players right now. I, just do it. Be the villain. Get over mm-hmm. it. I mean, he definitely is. He just, yeah. if he owns up to it, holy crap, it might work in his favor. Honestly, like, not even trying to, like, be that dude, but whatever. All right, so I'm just going to go down the list of free agency moves here. We'll go in order. We will get to the big one here in a sec, but yeah, first I have to mentally kind of get myself ready for it. Andre Drummond to Chicago signed a two-year, six-point-six million-dollar deal with the Bulls. I don't hate that. I uh, like Andre Drummond. Me too. I, I think that's a pretty good move for the Bulls. Just sign. It's more like to me that looks like more like getting somewhat of a veteran on the team to yeah. help this young team out because they kind of just looked lost when they got towards the end of the season there. Yeah. <laughs> And when they played teams with winning records, or at least they went, what was it like top five or top ten teams, they just could not. They it. could not close at yeah. all. Yeah. Mo so. Bamba gets an extension in Orlando, two year, twenty one mil dollars. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I just kind of saw that coming. It's a good move for them, I think, because New Orleans, very good team right now. This is Orlando. Orlando. I thought you said New Orleans for a second. Yeah, Orlando no. is. I mean, what else is Orlando going to spend their money on? Good question. Paolo? <laughs> Paolo jerseys? But like, Orlando, I think, just needs to see. I mean, you're just securing one of your better players because you don't want to lose what little good you have. Yeah. At this point, they don't really have much. Gary Harris signs an extension to stay in Orlando. Two-year, $26 million. That's so much freaking money. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I, just I look should... at I look at this move and I basically look at it at this point he just went with the highest bidder. Yeah. Um yeah. 100%. Orlando's not competing. He's not looking to compete for a ring by doing that there. Anyone Orlando. who signs to Orlando is not looking to compete. Just saying. They're looking for some money. Kyle Anderson slow mo two year eighteen million dollar deal with the Minnesota T Wolves. Mm. So he's gonna be the backup point guard to D Lo. Yeah, that's it's pretty, it's pretty solid. I'd say pretty solid. T-Wolves are building a really good good roster right now. We'll get to I mean, They kind of have to. Lonnie Walker the 4th signs a 6.5 1 million or sorry, 6.5 million one-year deal with the LA Lakers. I mean, I feel like that was just kind of like whatever. <laughs> I think yeah. there's going to be bigger moves coming for the Lakers here soon. I don't think like it's just interesting all these teams are willing to make little moves like this. And yeah. <laughs> anyways, we'll, Uncle anyways. Joe Ingles signs with Milwaukee, one year, six point five million. I mean, good for him. He'll be. I mean, he's still going to not play most of the year because mm-hmm. of his uh, uh, ACL. He won't get back till probably at least midseason, at yeah, least more or less. But that's really. I mean, I'm happy for him. You know, as a Jazz fan, he's he wanted to retire, but I don't see the Jazz looking to make any offers for him right now in the state they're in. But I don't know. I like Joe Ingles. I think this is a good spot for him. Be on a really good team. 
It's the only reason I'd be happy if they won another ring is for Joe. Good <laughs> old go, Joe. Joe Wingo's got a ring. Go Uncle Joe. Yeah, that's the only reason. <laughs> Marvin Bagley the third. He re-signed in Detroit. Three-year, $37 million deal. Marvin Bagley. I don't know. It's hard for these, like, younger teams for me to really care. <laughs> Not younger teams, but, like, these teams that just haven't done anything. And I actually really like this move for Marvin because you got to look at it this way. This guy got originally drafted by the Kings. Yeah. That true. is where careers go to die. It's true. So, I mean, he at least got out of there. He's with a different team where he's getting the playing time. Mm-hmm. So at least he has a chance to show his game off a little bit more, and hopefully he can stay healthy and get something nicer down the road. Yeah, it's a good move for him just because, like, literally like you just said. Um, uh, sorry, I just got – Shams just tweeted something about Colin Kaepernick. That's unfortunate. Also, actually, I want to point out, did you hear how his workout went in Las Vegas? Warren Sapp said it was a disaster. It was awful. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick is investing in Ice Cube's Big Three League, which was on the verge of potentially shutting down. Kaepernick's new deal will help the three-on-three competition continue operating and growing. Just when you think Colin Kaepernick is irrelevant. Yeah. He always finds a way to just... Do something. Do something to try and just stay somewhat, like, relevant, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. Victor Oladipo re-signs at the Miami Heat. One year, 11 million. I think that's a good move. Hundred percent, really good move. Yeah, that's great depth signing right there. If mm-hmm. you're, because Victor Oladipo, I think, still has potential to be a very, very decent player. Just injuries for that poor man has not been kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Victor Oladipo, I think, is pretty solid. Pretty good, solid signing. Malik Monk, two years, nineteen million with the Sacramento Kings. Malik Monk. Well, like you said, yep, <laughs> careers go to die there, so hopefully it doesn't, but I don't see it working any differently for him, at least in the state the Kings are in. I think the Kings have – I saw some games from the Kings last year that maybe they had potential to maybe do something more, but until like they actually do that, I'm not going to assume anything great is going to come out of there. For sure. First big contract extension, Anthony Simons, four-year, $100 million to stay in Portland. I mean, Portland's making some somewhat decent moves right now. Um, there's talk about that team potentially being up for sale soon, actually. Right now, they keep saying it's not, but, like, will be. Yeah. Really weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe that'd be a good thing for Portland for them to sell the team, get, like, start from scratch. Except for freaking Damien is still there. don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've 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 liked what I've seen so far with what Portland has done this off season. So yeah, Patty Mills returns to the Nets, two year forty fourteen point five million. That surprises me. Yeah, I really thought he wasn't going to stay because I think they like he originally just declined. I think he declined an his offer player option. Get, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, good for him, I guess. Even though the Nets are going to more than likely be in shambles this next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in a minute as well. Probably biggest offer there for him as well. Yeah, that's true. Which is sad because I think Patty Mills is one of our more underrated players right now mm-hmm. in the NBA. But anyways. P.J. Tucker to Philly. Three years, $33.2 million. I like that move. For like Philly, that that's a great a move, yeah. Mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker's a solid dude. He was playing for the Heat, right? He was playing for the Heat, yeah. And he opted out of his contract and signed this extension with Philly. I think Philly... Getting rid of Ben Simmons, uh, signing players like this, and then they also signed Daniel House Jr., which we'll get into in a minute. Um, 
I don't know. This team is looking with uh, Maxi uh, Harden Embiid. Yeah, this team. If Harden shows up, this team looks like it could be very dangerous. Hundred percent off season. Hundred percent. Okay, Bobby Portis, four years, forty nine million to stay in Milwaukee. The bug eyed assassin. <laughs> I mean, good for him, right? I mean, Milwaukee, if they just kind of retain mostly what they have. I mean, I think if Milwaukee was fully healthy, I think... They might have beaten the Celtics. I think the Celtics probably would have still come through. They didn't. But it would have been that. a lot tougher. I mean, it was already a seven-game series, as it yeah, is. Yeah, it would have been... I think that would have that would have been a very uh, tough series. For yeah. both, like, but without, you know... Um, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, that team, definitely shows how much they needed him, but... Anyways, no, I think that's a good move, retaining your bigger players, you know. Big contract alert. Lou Dort, five years, $87.5 million to stay with OKC. I mean, if OKC feels that's the best thing to do, <laughs> good for them. I mean, congrats. <laughs> I don't know what OKC is doing right now. Like, they've been like this for like four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Good for them, I guess. And we did not have a chance to talk about this last week, I do not believe. Mr. DeJounte Murray. Because we did the podcast last week on Tuesday. He was traded on Wednesday. That's true. DeJounte Murray officially traded to Atlanta for three future first-round picks. And you would think they would try to get a younger player in return. No, they trade for Danilo Gallinari. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was kind of odd. But. Good for Murray. Good for Murray. Yeah, I mean that you got a solid one-two punch back there. Mm-hmm. Do I think that makes them the Eastern favorites? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> but not even. Top I think four, that gets them out of the plan. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Could maybe get top out of six the seed for sure. Maybe top six. Yeah. And then the first max contract extension happened. Phoenix Suns star Devin Booker got a four-year, two hundred and twenty-four million dollars super max. I mean, well earned. I think. By far, best player on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Chris Paul there, I think Booker is the real deal. I think he's better than Chris Paul at this point. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, obviously, in his prime, was way better. But like right now, it's it's crazy. I think it's well earned. Um, I think the Suns uh, could make another go at it if they make some moves, which is potential to happen. We'll talk about that too in a minute. <laughs> and then the news that broke the internet: the the request heard around the world. Kevin Durant yep. requesting a trade from the Brooklyn well, Nets. Well, first did we get to the Royce O'Neal trade that happened? So I'm just going in the order it goes here. That it, it, that one was reported, but it wasn't officially made. So it's, mm. it's just going in the way it was officially made. Because, mm. yeah, because before he requested the trade, technically, Royce O'Neal was traded to Brooklyn, to Brooklyn for, for a first, first round. round pick. Which I think is a steal for Utah, 100%. 100% it's a steal, but I'm also like, why? We'll get to Utah in a minute. Well, but, yeah, we'll 100% get to Utah in a sec. But Kevin Durant officially requesting a trade. That's nuts. I mean, I understand. Kyrie is too much drama. And you did and you did mention this, and I, I will never find this not funny. What are the two teams he requested a trade to, technically? Oh, yeah. So for someone who wants to prove himself... He doesn't want to go anywhere besides Phoenix or Miami, which... I'm not saying those guys were, like, the two technically best teams in the NBA last season, but they were the number one seeds in their respective conferences. So, I think 
when I think about it, this is what I think his mindset is, even though it's totally misconstrued on how he portrays it. How he portrays it or how it looks is I only want to go to a team that's going to be a contender, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that really means you're going to prove, prove himself. Like when he went to the Warriors, it's kind of a weak move. Even though he was, granted, he probably was the, he was the best player on that team at that time. At the time, yeah. But they also had just went in 73 and 9. Like, was it really that? <laughs> I think it was one of the weakest moves, in my opinion, for a player at his caliber. He could have gone to any other team, and I think he would have made the finals still. 100%, but at the end of the day... When you go to the Warriors, you're not going to lose the finals <laughs> when you're Kevin Durant. Nah. But no, he's like, yeah, uh, my preferred place is the Suns or uh, Miami. Uh, um, so you're wanting to prove yourself how? <laughs> um, prove that you can win with the best teams in the NBA. I'm sure you can. <laughs> I mean, most. I mean, you add anybody to those two rosters that are at least average, it's good. <laughs> like, Like I said, I'm... So okay, so where do you think he goes? Right, let's talk about this for a second. Toronto has made a lot of noise in the news, specifically mm-hmm. for him. I'm not sure if he goes. I Tor- did see though, he only will go there if they're two. It's like Siakam and uh, who else was it? Van Vliet, um, Scotty Barnes. I can't remember who the other person was. But OG it, and it was basically their two best players. I can't remember who the other dude was. But he only wants to go there if those two stay there. Well, he also so, had a similar request for so, Miami. Yeah, it's he would only want to go there if Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo all stay. <laughs> yeah, you gotta trade Jimmy Butler if Kevin Durant. No, no, there. not Jimmy, but probably Bam. At least, at least, I could see Jimmy Butler being traded for for Kevin Durant. Like, because I mean, you got to think, what do the Nets want? They're gonna want a lot, especially with what happened with the Gobert trade, which we'll get to in a minute. Like. I think this Kevin Durant trade will involve at least three teams. Possibly four teams. 100%. It's going to be a big, big trade. I think it's going to be a bigger trade than we've seen maybe ever. It's possible. What's What's so crazy is the Nets aren't, like, fighting him on it, really. Mm-mm. They're like, we get it. <laughs> we get it. We know. <laughs> like, because like, Kyrie, once he opted into his uh, contract, the player option was it that he yeah. opted into? Kevin Durant and Kyrie had supposedly not spoken since then. Like you know, and Kyrie was saying, "Oh, I'm here for my boy." All this stuff, but then he was talking to the Lakers before all this. There were reports of him actually talking to the Lakers, like, "Hey, just in case." <laughs> like, and then so then Kevin Durant. I think I think he's just done with the drama. Yeah, good old Kyrie. He's the Grim Reaper of NBA teams right now. Yeah. Just takes their soul and leaves. Yeah. Let's go move on to arguably the worst contract given out in free agency. Who do you think that might be? Uh, I'll give you a hint. This team oh, routinely Brunson. screws up. Brunson. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Brunson to the Knicks on a four year, $104 million contract. So Which pay- was interesting to me because I think the Mavericks were willing to pay him that too. A $26 million per annual average. Like I the difference, though, is that he would basically be the focal point in New York yeah. compared to a second fiddle to Luka. I'd rather play with Luka than be the best player on a horrible team that's not going anywhere. You know what? I think the 10 seed in the East is a very valid position for them to attempt to get. Right. Why, why be a top four team in the West, in a very competitive West right now? And go to a 10th seed where you more than likely won't make the play in. And your well, whole ten organization. Seed is a well, 
That's if they make the 10th seed. That's if. There's a very good chance they don't make the 10th seed. I think R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson can get them to the 10th seed. Well, the thing is, they're the Knicks, so I totally have faith that they won't. <laughs> but interesting tra- or not interesting trade but interesting contract Gary Payton the second is officially no longer a warrior he signed a three-year 28 million dollar contract with the Portland Trailblazers Portland is there looks like they're you kind of mentioned this earlier but it looks like they're trying to build around Damien right now yeah which sucks <laughs> I know how badly Damien has been floated to potentially Utah but I mean but I, you know what? With what I think the Jazz are doing, I don't even think they tried. But anyway, or unless Danny Ainge has got some card up his sleeve, and maybe he's trying to work a trade for both Jeremy Grant and Damian Lillard. Sorry, I'm just trying to get your hopes up to bring it back down. I know you're gonna bring. I mean, because with all the picks the Jazz have right now, they could work something out. They could easily work something out. Can you imagine? Imagine trying to finesse Rudy Gobert and turn him into Damian Lillard. I think that would be a dub for the Jazz. Can you imagine if somehow they kept Dam- they got Damian, Jeremy Grant with Donovan? And somehow still had a first-round pick left over? Heck, they could give up five first-round picks, and they technically still have a first-round. <clears throat> and they can get Conley. <laughs> and whatever. Yeah, they, they can take Conley on his salary. Maybe take Bogdanovich. No. Keep Bogdanovich if you I, can. If you can, but you know, you're gonna have to match salaries and Damian Lillard ain't coming cheap. No. And I wouldn't I would be okay with him not coming cheap. <laughs> like uh, but we'll probably send out Beverly. Probably send out Malik B. Basically the players you acquired, you would be sending I don't them care. back. I don't care. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. All those But players. anyway, this is all speculation. I know. It's yeah, it's my Let's talk about an NBA record contract extension for my boy, the Joker. That dude again, uh, got the five, biggest bag anyone's ever gotten. A five-year, $264 million Supermax contract extension with a fifth-year player option of $60 million. Yeah. <laughs> $60 million. If you look at every team in the NBA and you look at every player, I honestly do not... Because there are some players like Brunson, right? Got this big bag. I'm like, oh, really? Did not deserve that. If you look at what Joker had to deal with and still got their team into, like, what were they, the sixth seed? Sixth seed. Not even in the play-in. No, yeah, they were sixth seed. And it was close, too. It's not like it was, like, four and five were way above them. Nope. It was only, like, a game and a, a game half. game or diff- two, yeah. Yeah. Like, but he was, like, the only person on the team. Like, really? So, yeah, you add him and then hopefully... Uh, Jamal Murray comes back well this next hopefully year. Hopefully he comes back well next year. And then we somehow finesse a trade for D. Mitch. Um, anyways. <laughs> I will go to Denver and watch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no. But I, I think out of any player that could have gotten this extension and this kind of money, I think he by far deserves it the most. Oh, 100%. Like, not even close. I think so, yeah. 100% shout out to my boy, the Joker. We'll and then just another, just another small nugget. Um, <laughs> Bruce Brown signed with the Denver Nuggets. Love the signing. He's a great bench player, great role player. Two years, thirteen million. Love that pickup for the Nuggets. Yeah, I liked what the Nuggets have been doing this year, this off season. I got, I got, I got to go over the stat here with you. Do you know the curse of Charlie Ward with the New York Knicks? No, it was officially broken this last year or this off season last week. 
by Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson became the first New York Knicks draft pick to sign a second contract with the team since 94. Huh. That's almost 30 years. Yeah. The fir- That's a- <laughs> He's a second round pick. So all those first round picks from 94 to still current have not signed a second contract with the Knicks. oh i mean i understand oh that's so rough yeah he became the first knicks draft pick in general just to sign a second deal with the knicks look i know we've had a rough time let's keep it going (laughs) that is insane yeah and that's like including like carmelo anthony well he wasn't he wasn't a draft pick it has to be someone drafted by the knicks But still, that just shows how bad they are at drafting, mm-hmm. or how bad they are at. I don't know all their draft picks, but you know, like a Ting is Pingus. Does he ring a bell? Uh, unfortunately, Mario Hazonia. Um, I know he was another pick there. <laughs> and that's so rough, dude. Oh wow. Yeah, I only know a couple of the more recent ones, but uh, that that should be enough to make any Knicks yeah. fan quiver. Yeah, Knicks fans. Emmanuel Mudiay. Um, Emmanuel Mudiay. I think Dennis Smith Jr. was another one. Yeah. Um, That's rough, dude. That's so rough. Yeah. So, anyways, just a fun little fact there about everyone's favorite team to bash on, the New York Knicks. Yeah. And then, officially, there was the Royce O'Neal trade to the Nets, which, at the time, made no sense. Yeah. And at the time for the – I mean, it looks even better for the Jazz right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm not even going to be upset about that one. No, it's just I liked Royce, but I think it was – that's a steal. It definitely is a steal. Um don't know what Brooklyn – I mean, it would have been nice for Brooklyn to have that first-round pick for the trying to trade Kevin Durant, but not theirs anymore. So. Then we have Wilt Chamberlain signing with the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> oh, sorry, Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, you mean his uh, <laughs> long-lost son. Grandson. Grandson, yeah. Yeah, so he signed a two-year deal with the New York – or not the New York, but the Toronto Raptors. That's and, a nice pickup for yeah, them. He's we'll a good see, death piece. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Here's a solid trade. Boston Celtics trade for Malcolm Brogdon. They traded for Daniel Tice, Dude. Aaron Neesmith, a first-round pick, including a former Utah Jasmine, Jawan Morgan, included in this trade. I forgot I even he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was a member of that team, or he's a member of that, tra- that trade. So, with this trade, I think Boston can make another run at it easily because it's kind of seemed that's what they were kind of missing. The biggest reason they traded for him is because if anybody watched the finals, you know how much they were turning the ball over. They like, just looked lost. Like they, they needed someone to guide them, like exactly. a good point guard. And this is the one thing I think, I think Malcolm Brogdon's a very solid point guard. I think this is exactly the missing piece they needed. Yeah. Like it's not like they needed anything crazy. <laughs> Obviously, the talent is there. The. the know how the you know the drive is there but the actual like knowledge of how to handle a game that just wasn't there like you need someone that can guide the you know just kind of the flow of everything and you know Tatum's not going to be a a point guard that's not his job Jalen Brown's not going to be a point guard you know that's just not their position Uh so I think this is one of the more underrated moves yeah I really like that move if I'm a Celtics fan all right, I'm going to give you a quick – I want you to guess this player. I'm just going to read off his stats here for you. He averaged 24 and 4, shot 46, 39, 83, two-time All-Star. He set the record for most three-pointers in a single season for his franchise. He is considered the second-best shooting guard for this franchise ever. You keep saying, like, for this franchise. And so I'm like, yeah, it could be literally anybody. 
Um, Let me give you the franchise. The Chicago Bulls. Oh my God. Zach Levine. Who's Zach this? Levine got a bag. Dude. He got a bag, a five year, $215 million contract extension. I do want to point out there's a reason he's only the second greatest shooting guard of all time in that franchise. Huh. There's hmm. some MJ guy that, have, huh. that some for what dude a, named Michael Jordan that's arguably, to some people, arguably the best player out there. But you know, huh. minor things. So, congrats to Zach Levine. Levine. I mean, it sucks because he's never going to ever break that record. Oh, ain't but no one ever going to break that happen. MJ. But another underrated pickup, I think, for the Bulls was Goran Dragic. He signed a one-year deal with the the Bulls. I think he's a great depth piece as well. Yeah, I think the Bulls have made some very good moves here. Moves here too. They still need to upgrade the center position though, and since they're out of the Rudy Gobert stakes, and Gobert was, um, he was um one of the top teams. That's where he was going to be going, because um, Dragic was it? They're um. So no, so they have um Vucevic. Vucevic, yeah. When that Gobert trade went down, Vucevic tweeted saying, good thing my offer for that home in Salt Lake didn't Didn't go go through. through. I will say this. Look out for the Bulls to potentially still make a a trade at center. Potentially Mm -hmm. for a little more defensive-minded one. I'm thinking Miles Turner from the Pacers. It's possible. Pacers have been trading away a lot of their older pieces. Mm -hmm. He's he's not old. He's like, what, mid to late 20s now. But he's a very – I mean, he's very high up there in blocks. I think per game, he's like the best player. He just needs to learn to stay healthy. Or not learn, but he just got to stay healthy type of thing. <laughs> I need to learn. Yeah. So I, 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 I can see them move. making a move for them there. Yeah, that'd be... Yeah, that's kind of what they need. and We'll see what happens. Chicago was, you know, like we kind of mentioned before, is one of those teams that could have easily made a run at it, but mm-hmm. they just kind of couldn't know how to... Also, look for them to potentially make a blockbuster move. I highly doubt this will happen, but just because I want to throw this out there, you know whose hometown is Chicago? Who? Anthony Davis. Oh. Problem is Anthony Davis isn't going to go there. I'm just saying you can get a lot of good pieces out of Chicago for Anthony Davis. You can get the bald eagle back. <laughs> you can get Lonzo Ball back. Obviously, you would get Nikola Vucevic, some first-round picks, some flexibility for the Lakers in the future. I mean, it's true, and I don't think that's a bad deal. But it, it's Anthony Davis. His ego is too big to go there. But yeah, I'm just saying, just it's a it's a it's a potential possibility. I don't think it'll happen, but just keep that in mind. I think if Anthony Davis's head struggled to fit through the doors, I think it would be a good deal. But you know, like I said, his head barely fits through the turntables. So. And then I'm gonna the next deal here. I think might be the most underrated move in free agency. Not a lot of herald, but I still think it was again super important. Kevon Looney. Three-year extension to yeah. stay with the Golden State Warriors. Good move, I think. Good move. I mean, he knows that system extremely well. He obviously knows how to play with Steph, Clay, and Draymond already. He's getting I paid. Mean, granted, you don't have to do too much. But still, his but rebounding was huge in the playoffs. Did, but he did come through in very important situations like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. We're to the big one, Phil. I'm going to give you some time on this one. Dante DiVincenzo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one more deal, sorry. Dante DiVincenzo signing a two-year deal with the Golden State Warriors. Again, solid depth piece there. Yeah, yeah. Golden State is. I could see them making another run at it this year, one hundred percent. All right, now we're at the big one here. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster trade at the beginning of free agency on day two. Yeah. Rudy Gobert officially traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves yep. for four future 
unprotected first round picks, mm-hmm. including this year's first round pick, Walker Kessler. Yep. Three of their top seven rotational players in Malik Beasley, Jarrett Vanderbilt, Patrick Beverly. And yep. the Jazz gave up Rudy Gobert and his like what, three years and forty million per year left on his contract? Yep. I'm actually gonna let you go first on this. Personally, I think the Jazz one hundred percent absolutely robbed the Minnesota team rules. Like at the end of the day, I'm over here thinking the Jazz were looking solidly at three first round picks. Mm-hmm. And Danny Ainge hustled two more out of them. And most I think only one of them actually has protections on him, and it's like top five protected. Yep. Which is not terrible at all. No, no. And personally, I I don't think Cat and Rudy Gobert are going to be that great of a fit. Obviously, he 100% elevates their paint defense and just their interior defense. 100% Gobert will. And Cat is, you know, arguably the greatest shooting big of all time. So, I mean, him out on the perimeter is not terrible. But they're going to have trouble dealing with small ball teams. And to be honest with you, I still – they gave up a lot of their depth. A they lot of their, they get a lot of their depth, and I still think the, even though Gobert can make up for a lot of problems, their perimeter defenders are not that great. Still, you have D'Lo, who well, you got is, rid of one of the best, and Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt was actually a very good defender in and of himself as well. Anthony Edwards, I'm sure, can turn into a great defender, but he's just not there yet. He's still very young, and he is well, and you know, I mean, it's. Hey. <laughs> It's a lot. It's it's a lot. And I, I would say out of their starting five, their best perimeter defender would probably be Jaden McDaniels. Well, and here's the thing. People say Rudy Gobert wasn't that great of a perimeter defender. He was the best perimeter defender on the Jazz team. That tells you how the, bad the Jazz team Yeah, I was going to say, that's not saying much. But, but being that big and still being the best perimeter defender on a team is still insane. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, I personally don't think the Jazz should have gotten rid of him, but I do think the Jazz definitely got the win out of this trade. One hundred percent. Like, also, can I just point out there are only three centers in the NBA that have contracts worth over two hundred million dollars. Obviously, all pitch. three of them are in the West. All three of them are in the Northwest Division. Two <laughs> of them are in Minnesota, <laughs> and then you got Jokic. Yep. Yep. But, okay, so think about this, though. I mean, I'll get to my personal feelings about Gobert leaving in a second. But looking at for, looking at it from, like, a business perspective, the Jazz definitely got the better deal of the, uh, the trade. But can you imagine how good Minnesota can be if Gobert and Cat can learn to play? If they can play together very well, very dangerous team. Very dangerous team. This team just got... They can learn to play, I, like, Ralph Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon. They're going to be a problem. I can edit out stuff somewhere. No, it's good. There's just drama. Where's drama suddenly? <laughs> like about, like about Mandy? Literally, yeah. Is well, she fired? No. Dang it. I mean. I'm... No, it's, no. Okay, anyway. I'll okay. tell you later. Okay. I'm going to have to listen to this. No worries. <laughs> no, that's fine. I think if, if Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns can learn to play together, oh my gosh. They could be crazy. Like, kind of like how Gobert and um, Derek Favors used to kind of play together. When they were both playing, they could be so freak. When Derek Favors had somewhat of a jump shot. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. He has a jump shot. Gobert doesn't necessarily 
I, I've always said this. I don't think big men need to have a big a, a perimeter shot. It just is so much help if they can have one. But that's just also old school basketball yeah. thinking. Um, so if you have a big man that can shoot, and if they can learn to play them together on the court at the same time, first of all, nobody's going to be shooting in the paint. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Mm-mm. So teams are going to have to live or die by the three when they play this team now. Yep. Which... Granted, if you're living by the three and you're hitting your shots, it's going to be hard to lose. But as soon as those shots but, don't start, but the, but the problem is you can easily win a game without shooting threes, unless you're playing this team now. You're not going to beat this team if you're planning on driving or because Gobert is still. I mean, I think voter fatigue is the only reason he didn't win last year. Hundred percent, or player defensive of the year. player of the year. Yeah, only reason I think he didn't get it. So. I think it's a good trade for both teams. I really do. I just think that Minnesota gave up a little much for him. <laughs> I don't think because, I, I mean, they could have kept Patrick Beverly, I think, and then that team would have been really insanely defensively. Yeah. Um, But the jab, but Danny Ainge worked his magic. He fleeced him. He freaking did something. How do I personally feel about this trade? <laughs> like, All right. My there it is. It's rough. Like, oh, my God. This only, this only accelerates the... Uh, when is Donovan gone feelings? It's that's 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 we'll get to the whole jazz thing in a minute because there's a lot going on there right now, which, you know, there's a lot going on, but nobody knows what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. That's what's so frustrating. <laughs> but Gobert was I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You don't win at three defensive players of the year. I, not I, the I think if he retired right now, he's not. No, but he's but like he's still in his prime right now. Like, like I said, he had voter fatigue. It's the only reason mm-hmm. he didn't win it. And then with paired up with Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns might make Gobert look better, and vice versa, if they learn to play together, right? But him leaving is real tough for the Jazz because that 100% looks like they're going into complete rebuild mode, and not just like, especially after trading him in division. Yeah, it's it's not like, and and when I say rebuild, I don't mean like, oh well, got rid of a big player, we're gonna have to build around somebody else, which I think they were. Pub, they're publicly saying they're building on Donovan. That's what they're publicly saying. But these moves they're making, it doesn't look like it. Um, I think they're going, as a saying here, they're going down to the studs. Like, complete rebuild from ground up. Uh, and I don't think that's what the Jazz necessarily needed to do, per se, when you have Donovan there and Clarkson and Bogdanovich and great players. Uh, Got great offensive players. Defensively, yeah, they're lacking. That's but then that's where I was like, let's bring in a defensively minded coach. We don't know what kind of coach Will Hardy is. And that's my that's yeah. So I don't know. My personal feelings is it sucks because <laughs> like Gobert is so entertaining to watch, especially when he's just like rebounding and blocking the crap out of everybody. Which yep. there's nobody he can't block in this league. Like it's I don't know. Minnesota got a really good player. They gave up a lot for him, maybe a little too much, but they definitely all did not really lose either, I don't think. So, I mean, they probably could have just traded if, like maybe half of what they did. <laughs> and yeah. they probably could have made it work. But, I mean, maybe that's a good thing for the Jazz, having Danny Ainge, because they were able to get that for Gobert. Mm-hmm. Only problem is that kind of screwed up the market. Yep. And so we can only imagine what Kevin Durant is going to bring in. So, in Kevin Durant... And I know, and like I've said to you numerous, numerous times, but for someone who says they want to prove themselves, if he means it, he needs to go to a team like the Jazz or like the 
or, or like the Bulls or something, or like, I don't know, these young teams that have promise, but just can't quite get over a hump. You know what I mean? That would make sense if he wants to really prove himself. He can probably get traded to the G League Ignite, see what he can get from that team. <laughs> like, but but that's what I'm saying though. Like, he's good enough to where he could go to a team like that and should be able to elevate them. Yeah, like like Jokic. Like, can you like Durant is literally? <laughs> oh, team it's up like, with Jokic, please. Oh, he's not going to Denver. Fight me. <laughs> he's not going to. Denver doesn't – I don't even think Denver needs him. We with Jamal, don't. With Jamal Murray coming back? Jamal Murray. I'm just saying trade MPJ, trade Aaron Gordon, trade a couple first-round picks, get a third team involved, send Ben Simmons to that team because you can't have MPJ on the same team as Ben Simmons because they're both on max rookie contract extensions. Then have that team send out a couple more first-round picks you know, to the Nets. Do you know what I do love about this Kevin Durant requesting a trade? It makes Ben Simmons look so much worse, too. He's so Because there are so many teams that cannot really even be involved with this trade because of Ben Simmons. I will say this. Whoever gets Ben Simmons, if he's not even staying on the Nets, they are getting the undisputed 2017 Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe the potential 2023. Potential 2023 Rookie of the Year as well. Well, with the time well, he's missed, Simmons, he may I, have to reapply for it. We entry. forgot to go over this. Ben Simmons deleted his Instagram. Like, lots of weird stuff is going on right now. If Danny Ainge brings Ben Simmons to Utah, I'm going to freaking. I re- that's the I one will thing. boycott the team for a minute. I mean, the, the, the uniforms are enough to do that. But. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bringing Ben Simmons, I think he should know enough that having Donovan should be enough. Like, no, we're not bringing Ben Simmons here. Yeah, if Ben Simmons came to Utah, first of all, Ben Simmons, he's afraid of the uh, freaking Sixers fans. Oy. <laughs> Utah Jazz Oy. fans are ruthless. Oy. Just ask Russell Westbrook. Well, yeah, he seems to be the one dude that always has an issue. But, yeah, so, yeah, Kevin Durant and Kyrie is trying to more than likely get out of there as well. But, I don't know, man. The Gobert trade was very... Uh, it almost kind of halted the market for a minute. Like, now teams are not quite making as many moves. You know, it's kind of like Christian Kirk. When he got signed, everyone's like, wait, I can get this Destroy type of Destroy the market. Yeah. And not to mention the NBA just raised their salary cap. Hmm. <laughs> so, so who freaking Christian knows Kirk and Rudy happen? Gobert destroyed their prospective markets. I always wanted the Jazz to be, like, nationally noticed more. Not like this. <laughs> not like this, man. But, no, so... Which kind of brings us to, like, what the freak are the Jazz up to right now? What, like, what are the, like Donovan? Same question. What are you guys doing? Like, what is the plan here? Yeah, literally on. Uh, so if they are actually committed to building around Donovan, there's not a lot of players left that you could technically trade for that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, I as much sense as he makes offensively. It sounds like they're trying to build around him in Portland, kind of, but it sounds like they're building around Dame is the same as around building around Donovan right now. Neither of them really make sense. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's. My gut tells me, and this really hurts to say, my gut tells me Donovan's gone. That's what my gut tells me. My heart says no. <laughs> but Everybody my, hurts. Like my, but no, but like, 
if I'm being 100% honest, as much as I do not want this to like, I, like I said, if he gets traded, you you might have to come over here and make sure I'm not like CPR, <laughs> CPR, or like that I'm just like not in some state of shock, or I'm just like no, you'll be in shock. I just got to make sure you don't throw up on your own pot. Yeah, yeah, or throw up, or like just like I'm actually functioning because <laughs> I might just be like sitting at my computer, just like frozen. <laughs> yeah, when it happens. Yeah, it it looks like it's gonna be more of a win because. I mean, Brian Windhorst said on his podcast that it's kind of looking that way. It's looking that way. The way he put it, though, it's kind of ingenious on the jazz part. But at the same time, I, I hate that if this is actually how they're doing it, I hate it. But the way he explained it is that it sounds like the jazz are trying to force a trade request out of Donovan so that when he does get traded, the jazz don't look like the villains because they complied with his request rather than trade him just without a request. And the thing is, I don't think Donovan will do that. I don't think Donovan is such a good guy. Like, there's so much that he does off the court that people don't recognize. He's done so much, like, for Utah in general. Yeah. But then I see all these fans on Twitter that totally roast him and not roast him, but, like, drag him. I'm like, can you stop, (laughs) please? Do you realize that Jazz might not have made the playoffs without Donovan these last couple of years? Like, because Gobert went out and they struggled, right? But when yep. Donovan was out with that concussion. Yeah, that's oh when their drop really started. Oh, my gosh, dude. It, yeah. I mean, if we're going into rebuild mode, I don't. Just mm. just, just hit it now. Hit the reset now if you're going to do it. Give the Jazz fans some time to mourn so that but by see, the time of the next season starts, they're not completely dead. So here's how I feel right now. So the Gobert trip, we got so many freaking first-round picks. Like, holy crap. They acquired technically six-round picks in 24 hours. Six round first picks or fir- six first round picks in amount of twenty four hours. Holy Danny Ainge magic, right there. Now, all these players we got for Gobert, I have another gut feeling that they're not going to be on the Jazz. Something tells me Patrick Beverly is not playing for the Jazz, especially Patrick. As, Beverly. as much as I would like that, I would say out of the three that are mo- out of the one, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, and Patrick Beverly, I would say Beverly's number one to get traded. Beasley's probably number two. Jared Vanderbilt, I would say, would be the only because Vanderbilt is a very good defender, and they are sorely and, needing a power forward. And Beverly is one of the few players I feel like that can actually take on players like Kevin Durant, like defensively. You know, it. it I don't know, man. The Jazz are just—it's very mysterious. Even Brian Windorst was saying, like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> like, but he said something was happening in Utah. What, like a few hours after that, Gobert was Gets traded. traded and Donovan is potentially every, every, on his way out as well. Every ESPN analyst out there says it only makes sense for Donovan to get traded. You don't want to agree, but you kind of do agree. It's it's not that I agree. It's that my gut tells me that he's gone. As as horrible and as bad as that would be for the Jazz right now, it that's just how it's looking. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can get something in return, great. But still, I don't. It, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> like, really is this next week, man? Might be a really rough. I mean, it's already rough for Jazz fans right now losing Gobert. Yep. Because of the rumors and the way it looks, it doesn't even look like all these great players we got are gonna stick. Because they're good players. It's not like these are scrubs that we got mm-hmm. either. Like, if we had gotten rid of Gobert and with these players, and that's just what it was. Right? We're in it back with what we've got now. That's pretty good. Yep. 
Only thing we would need a backup center. It's <laughs> the only thing because Hassan Whiteside let him take the starting position. He's, he's all right. I mean, well, here's the thing. He's still unsigned too. Yeah. Whiteside's not technically signed, so. He's still technically a free agent right Dude, now. Dude, if they re-sign Whiteside as your starting big and then have Walker Kessler as your backup to develop him, mm-hmm. not a terrible plan. No, it's not. But I don't think we're keeping Kessler. <laughs> We should. He should, but... Because I saw all these rumors that Danny Ainge had somebody in the draft he had his eyes on. Was it Kessler? Maybe. Because he was willing to give up Gobert. I mean, Kessler led the NCAA in blocks this last season. Yeah, he did. I think he averaged over like three and a half blocks or something like that. What's What's really rough is there's so many rumors about so many different ways the Jazz could be going and all look very plausible. The only thing that does not seem plausible right now is the way they're currently going and keeping Donovan. I know, because when Donovan is literally asking the front office what's going on, you know that they're if they're not telling him what's going on, they're looking into getting him for something. Oh, my gosh. Jazz fans, there cover are, your eyes, close your ears, pray thing, to your Lord that he does not get traded. The one thing that kind of keeps me thinking that he might stay is there have been numerous teams. And Wojnarowski, I mean... Woj. As credible as he is right now, it's a little questionable. He did tweet that numerous teams made offers and the Jazz shut them all down. So, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's very, um, maybe they haven't told Donovan yet because they, they maybe they don't even know. <laughs> maybe they don't even fully know yet because... Because think about it, you get rid of Gobert, you got someone like Kessler, and then you get Patrick Beverly. There you go. That kind of fixes our defensive problems a bit, or a, a big little chunk bit, of it. Yeah, that's a big chunk of it that it fixes. Let's say Hardy is a very defensive-minded coach. All speculate because right? we have no idea what the freak this guy is going to do. Yep, he looks like he's going to be good, though. I will say this: he does look like he's going to be good. You know who also looked like they were going to be good? That's not Will Hardy, though. <laughs> so we don't know. Um, I mean, because. Just like Quinn Snyder came from Greg Popovich. Did excellent. It's just the postseason kind of struggled. Yeah. <laughs> if we can get someone with the same mindset and can just kind of figure out what we need to do when we hit. But like, but that's another thing. Snyder just kind of left. Mm-hmm. Maybe they Snyder kind of told saw the, him. Snyder saw the storm, decided to head out. I mean, maybe they kind of gave him a heads up. Like, look, this is what we're looking to do. Are you willing to stick around for this? That's kind of what it looks like to me. But that also tells me that you could still see Donovan in that possible future, though, too. But does Donovan want to waste a year of his career but, potentially tanking? But that's the other thing. But I don't think they're going to tank. If they keep these players that they've drafted, they're not going to tank. But it's not a contention roster. But it's at the same time, it's... At best, they're a play-in roster right now. I would say it's better than playing. No, they're playing right now. Currently, as their roster stands... The Warriors are better. The Suns are better. The Clippers are better. The Nuggets are better. The Wolves are better. The Mavericks are better. That's six teams right there. Right. I would gander to say if Zion comes back partially healthy, they're better than the Jazz. It, it that's the thing. We just don't know what is happening because the Durant Grizzlies is, are better. Because Kevin Durant is still out there. There are still players out there that haven't been... Kevin Durant is not coming to Utah. He's not coming to Utah, but they we could possibly be involved with that trade. Yeah. Because it's not going to be a one-two team trade. It's going to be three to four teams involved with this trade for yeah. Kevin Durant. It's going to have to be for the yeah. Brooklyn at least to get something in return. 
it's going to be for something they're going to try and compensate for Durant. They're going to mm-hmm. actually care what he wants. Unlike Kyrie, they're like, we don't care what he wants. We're going to do whatever works best for us. Yep. Deservedly so. I don't know, man. I've already gone through so many years though as a struggling jazz fan. It's like What's not- a few more? <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be a lot more, though. <laughs> that's the only problem. I'm sure that's how you guys felt after Gordon Hayward. Well, thing is, kind of, even with Gordon Hayward, they weren't that great. Well, they made the playoffs and beat the Clippers. Yeah. But everyone does that. I know. For <laughs> Except for the so, Jazz two years ago. Yeah, and this was <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. It's just it's so confusing. And so just me, and if you're a Jazz fan like me, especially like a diehard Jazz fan, like you just want to know, right? Hop on that Jokic bandwagon, guys. Like, like, like. You just kind of, it's the not knowing in such unclear direction they're going. Like, because you think, okay, they're going in a total rebuild. But then they do all this, these other things and there's talks of, oh, Mike Conley was actually going to go to the Clippers for so-and-so, but then the John Wall trade happened. So that's why they didn't end up going through mm-hmm. with it. Then there was talks of um, a potential three-way trade, you know, for DeAndre Ayton. Now that kind of talk has just stopped. Yep. So... I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> we need a center right now. Yep. We need one. And I hear DeAndre Jordan might be available. You can keep him. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather take Kessler right now. I would too. Like, honestly. Um, it, dude, I don't know. I don't know. But it's. I already know. The thing is, I know it, some sort of heartbreak is coming. I mean, Rudy Gobert, I, I saw coming from a mile away just because of all the stuff that was going on yep. but, I, but I, I honestly don't think it was you or me i don't think that happened i 100 percent do believe that happened you want to keep it pro- you want to keep it on the professional you want to keep it professional on the surface what if donovan leaves and that wasn't the case and it looks like they're doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't mean it didn't happen it just means that i really don't think it happened because of what um has been just because of the tr- what we got for the trade i think it happened I don't know, because if they're looking to trade, if Donovan's asking, what are we doing? That's another reason I don't think it possibly happened, because if Donovan gets traded, because what Gobert said when he was traded, and I actually, as much as it hurts, I agree, the window of winning was was there. Mm -hmm. It was 100% there. That's where I think Quinn Snyder kind of messed it up. Yeah. That's where I personally believe it happened. Um like I, I mean, you look at the players, right? But like, when this has happened so many times, and with the roster the Jazz had, like what two, three years ago, and then last year that what they were number one, like seed overall, looking good, like they like, literally beat like everybody. Like I don't think they laid an egg in I the second think, round. Yeah, I don't think there was a team they went zero and four or zero and two against in that whole year. Are you kidding me? They lost four in a row against the Clippers. Oh, well, I'm talking about like without Kawhi for half of those games. Well, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> oh, man. But, but now so much going on in the NBA. We're still interested to see where Kevin Durant ends up, where DeAndre Jordan ends up, where Kyrie Irving ends up. Still a lot to figure a, out if Donovan lot, stays in Utah or not. There's a lot of talk of a Westbrook for Kyrie trade. A mm. lot of talk about that right now, which I don't necessarily hate, but I don't understand why Kyrie would go back and play with LeBron yeah. or why LeBron would want that. I don't know why any team would want Kyrie right mm-hmm. now, to be honest with you. Like, one-year deal per year, max. 
because you don't know if he's because if anything political happens, goodbye Kyrie. Like yep. he's going to find a reason to get out of it because of it. Yep. So whether whether no matter where you stand on any kind of political, how side, reliable is Kyrie? Is the real question. It's yeah. Like every time something political happens, even for both. It, the reason why I say it doesn't matter what side you're on, he's done things for both sides. Like the the um, capital raids, right? He apparently was so traumatized, he had to take, take time, time off. off. But then the vaccine, he didn't want to get the vaccine. So either side, that's both like conservative and liberal, different kind of situations that he took signs and stands for. Which Maybe I don't if think we send him to China. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily believe... I say we train to China for a package of Jeremy Lin, Jimmer Fredette... Jer- bring Jeremy Lin back. Jeremy man. Lin, Jimmer Fredette, and... Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> forgive half of the U.S. debt. I like... <laughs> <laughs> forgive half of the U.S. debt. Oh, gosh. Because what's so interesting about the Kyrie thing to me is because... I, I don't personally believe you have to be full conservative or, for, or full liberal. Mm-hmm. I don't... That's just my personal belief. Yeah. But Kyrie, like, took it to the extent on both sides... Which shows to me that he just tries to get out of doing his job. He became the first official part-time NBA I player. And makes some of the most money. Ugh. Like, what a guy. It's, I mean, granted, like we were talking before, like way to hustle. But like, I, I don't know, dude. If I'm any team right now, I think that's – and I think the rumors, are, the rumors are that I saw is they're going to kind of wait – what happens with Kevin Durant before they even move Kyrie in any direction, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. Because there are a lot of talks of, well, Kyrie and Kevin Durant going to the Lakers. No. No. That's not, not going to happen. Because the Lakers, for some reason, want to keep these weird players. <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> That's why Kevin Durant's not in LA right now. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know, man. It's it's And the Nets are also being kind of picky, too. Like, oh, we don't want to move this player. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can more understand for the Nets, though, because they're giving up one of the best players that are playing right now. Yeah. Like, right now is arguably the best player as of current. I would say Giannis is still better, but yeah. Yeah, like I'm saying, like, but he's up there. Like, mm-hmm. like people can argue why he is and then argue why, you know, both sides could be very valid arguments. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, I don't know, man. Between Kevin Durant and the Jazz, the Jazz have had like the most buzz with the offseason, like preseason. And they right and now. I feel like they've done the least. They I haven't know. signed they anyone. They haven't the re-signed least. anyone. The, I mean, granted, I mean, you can't say necessarily that they've done the least. All they did was technically trade one player, and they haven't signed or re-signed. True, anyone. they only signed. They traded one. Well, they traded Royce, right? And then they traded Gobert, mm-hmm. and they got a, a lot out of Gobert. A lot, but then it just went quiet, like. Are you going to do anything with those picks? Because I really don't think the Jazz are going to use. Maybe all those they picks. trade four of those first round picks for Jeremy Lin. <laughs> okay, Jeremy Lin is not coming back. <laughs> Maybe as, as 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 much as that would be pretty cool, it's not happening. But for lots of reasons, for a lot of reasons, yeah. I, I don't want to get much into that. You one. know, there's still a whole no, there's a whole lot of stuff still that needs to get figured out with the Jazz, especially what direction they need to go or what direction they want to go. But did you know what you know what sucks right now? Like, just not about any of this, but sports is a little bit dry. Like, as it, far as watching sports. Nothing against baseball, but it's tough to watch baseball on a screen. It's It can be it can be entertaining to a point, but if you're not, like, a fan of one of the teams, like, it's really hard. Yeah. But, like, playoffs are, you know, pretty decent to watch. The World Series, I like to watch the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like... 
I mean, there's Summer League. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Summer League was tough to watch, too. I know. We watched a little bit tonight. And I was like, okay, we're not going to watch wrestling. Yeah. But we just have to hold on for like a month and a half. I, I'm a Nuggets fan, so I know we're not trading Jokic. As a Utah Jazz fan, everyone is sellable right now. Uh, which they shouldn't be, but... It, Mm, it's fine. It's not fine, but I'm not fine. But it's okay. You'll be fine. <laughs> I, well, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's kind of insane because football does start soon, though. A month and a half preseason. Russ bus, danger, Russ. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that's going to be happening. I am totally here for. It. I mean, we're going to see Devonte Adams on the Raiders. We're going to see, like, holy crap. like Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson Mack, with the Chargers. J.C. Jackson, the Chargers are going to be. Russ so, Wilson. Russell Wilson. We're going to see the. Matt Ryan with the Colts. <laughs> we're going to see now that the Seahawks did not get Baker. <laughs> They're going to. You can have 17 games of Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning you're going to. Do they? Do you think they win a game next year? A game, yes. Which one? I will let you know. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you really think they'll win a game next year? Yes. Look, Drew Locke did not lose all the games he played but, for with Denver. But Denver had a good defense. They have an overpaid safety in Jamal Adams, and they do have two good wide receivers in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. But like you just said, Jamal Adams is overpaid. He didn't do anything last year. He hasn't done anything since he Maybe they the have a shootout with one of another crappy teams. Like, Look, because the, the reason why I think Drew Locke won in Denver is because Denver had a really good defense that bailed him out. They almost beat Kansas City. Multiple times, but that's... Multiple times. If they had Russell Wilson, oh my gosh. They would have killed Kansas City, I think. My personal opinion. I think they yeah. could have... But I don't know if Drew... I don't know if the Seahawks win more than three games next year. I not. I think three is a little high. Uh, but I think they, they at least win one. If they did not win one game, I would not be surprised. I could see them as Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville surprising everyone by beating up the Colts at the end of the season. <laughs> Carson Wentz Just goes to freaking lose it. That's what I'm saying. They could they could face a quarterback who has no business. Like if they face, Carson imagine Wentz, playing. They imagine playing win. like a Jimmy Garoppolo because he's still in the Niners and Trey Lance is hurt. Still, I think they lose to that. But what if they? The only team I think they could lose to, lose to is maybe the Commanders because of Carson Wentz or win against. Sorry. <laughs> Because of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to surprise everyone this year by yes, leading the league in interceptions. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to lead the league in interceptions, and he's on that field, he's going to freaking snap his shin in half or something. That wouldn't be his fault, though. That would be the field's fault. No, That's that a would cursed, be his No, fault. that is a cursed field. Well, Carson Wentz is already cursed. True. And then you add that freaking, what is it, Washington, uh, what's their it's field? FedEx field. FedEx field. Mix those together. Oh, man. I that cannot wait. Man. That poor man. <laughs> I know, and I cannot wait for it. <laughs> I cannot wait for the, his first sack because his first sack is going to come down, and then he's going to be like, oh, no. He's going to have some sort of internal problem. He's going like, to ble- be bleeding. Why internally. do you hate that man so? That's not my fault. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I was led to believe by numerous people that he was like this great quarterback. And before he tore his ACL, he was fantastic. But he was not a top quarterback. Yes, he was. He was an MVP. Candidate. He would have won there's MVP had of, he, a lot of had he not torn his ACL. He would have won MVP. I don't think so. He would have. I don't think he would have. I really don't think he would have because there's just too many better quarterbacks out there. There's too many better options. Like Taylor Heineke, I'd rather have over Carson Wentz. Like I'd have. Now that. you're just being dumb. No, no. Taylor Heineke wants to be Tom Brady. 
Carson Wentz will never that beat Tom Brady. That doesn't mean anything. The only reason Carson Wentz technically... Mark Sanchez beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> That's Tom The Brady. butt fumble. The butt fumble beat him in the playoffs. <laughs> that was so rough, dude. I still can't believe that actually happened in real life. You cannot make that up, dude. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, dude, no. I. The only person that I really see Tom Brady struggle against is Nick Foles. Eli Manning. But and he's Eli the, Manning, yeah. that's right, Eli Manning. I mean, like as of like recently, yeah. Eli Tom Brady won't even shake Nick Foles' hands after games. I mean, the, he lost with the Bucks <laughs> against the Bears when Nick Foles was played. So and he lost the Super Bowl. To PTSD. Him. Yeah, it's rough out here for Tom Brady against Nick Foles. <laughs> it's rough. I really, I really hope when Tom Brady retires and Nick Foles is done officially, is he on the team right now? Maybe I can't remember. I think he <laughs> I is. think he. Got, I know he got released by the Bears. I think he is on a team though, but I can't remember. Let's see here. Nick Foles is currently a quarterback for the Colts. Nice. All right. So he's still. When they both retire, I hope they shake hands. <laughs> and I hope Tom Brady posts a TikTok about it, <laughs> like he did when he said that talk was actually a fumble. <laughs> like, he's. I love. Did you see that video? Yep. He's like, I think it might have been a fumble. <laughs> It was probably a football. Yeah. Charles Woodson's reaction to it. I told you. <laughs> Even the Raiders, I think, team commented on it like, seriously? Seriously? <laughs> now now you say something? <laughs> like, what? Like, oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my goodness. Dude, no. So we just have to kind of bear through these next. Mm-hmm. It's like six Month and weeks. a half. It's like Give six me. weeks, dude. And then a preseason starts. That's a rough six weeks to get through. I think through. there's like nine more Sundays and then football, like the season starts. Mm. That's still a long time. Not really, compared to how long it's been. Doesn't matter. Still We've been a long waiting time. Waiting longer than that much time. Has been but guess time. what? The other time has gone by quick-ish because there's been other things to watch. Yeah. Now we hit the lull. No. So now what we do is we plan our Denver trip. That's fair. We could do that too. Because so we got to get that figured out. As soon as this jazz stress is over, <laughs> I will be able to do that. But until they either trade or don't trade Donovan. I honestly won't be. I won't feel safe until like the trade deadline is over. In the probably, season. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, but um, and you're just saying, but, good thing you didn't get those season tickets. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But hey, guys, honestly, enjoy having you guys along for the ride. Again, continue shooting any questions you have our way. If there's anything you want us to talk about specifically, feel free to let us know. Football, basketball, any other sport, we're here for you. Yeah, no, and like I said, if there's any other questions you guys have, like we've answered a few, like if you don't, if there's things you don't understand about sports, that's why I went into the whole CTE thing because random person who's listening might be like, what the freak is that, right? So just exactly yeah, yeah. any other questions you have, let us know and we'll do our best. Even if you have random questions, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, like do you want to know why Phil is such the person he is, but... Yeah, you might need therapy after that. Yeah, you really will. (laughs) But anyways, guys, appreciate having you along. Till next time. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later.